another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, so there's there's been a lot of confusion lately over what was that scandal six and a half years ago that I lost my YouTube account over and that Isaac Cappy lost his life over. And so many others were railroaded. What was the scandal really about? Did we lose so much because we had some crazed fear of some random pizza shop in D.C.? And were we obsessed with whether or not that pizza shop had a basement? Was that the crux of the scandal? Is that what I threw my career away for? Was the bothersome guy and ask him if he has a basement in his pizza shop? No, that was all the nonsensical cover-up. Obviously a smart person. I discovered Bitcoin at $80, discovered Ethereum at below $1 each. Our most recent exploit was Litecoin. I'm up about 50% on our Litecoin investment over just the last, what, six months or so. So I don't think I'm a dumb person. I don't think I'm like Forrest Gump. You know, just, I'm not a smart man. I don't think I'm just like struggling to get through my job as a journalist. I don't think I'm a genius. But I don't think I'm some super dumb person who gets conned by false concepts for years at a time. That's usually not my MO. Again, I just mentioned the crypto success. It's like, that's hard to get right. To get the market that right is very hard. A lot of people have wiped out in crypto. We've actually made a lot of money. We try to be humble. And we try to, you know, maintain the fact that I don't always get stuff right. But again, not a dummy. And... uh this scandal, which I had an instrumental role in popularizing six years ago, six and a half years ago, it seems like many newcomers to it don't know what it is. And so here's a post from six years ago that has no connection to me, not posted by me or anybody I know. I've never interacted with this person before. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, anyways. And so six years ago, right when this came out, they did this long, exhaustive post on the conspiracy subreddit, the conspiracy uh, board on Reddit, which has nearly 2 million members. 2 million members watch that message board. And to this day, it's one of the most accurate breakdowns of what the scandal is, and it even predicts how people would try to disrupt and distract from the core of it. And so whoever this person was, this, you know very disciplined mind six years ago. I want to reread their post because I feel like so much of what the truth community has focused on since then has been in a sense distraction from this stuff. And yet it was all right there. It was all right in our faces. And then they told us it was something else. And yet that doesn't sit true. It doesn't sit right with me. And if my instincts were as weak as Forrest Gump's, I'd say maybe I don't know what I'm, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, right? And uh, to be sure, you need some skepticism as a researcher. When you come across something this wild, what do you even make of it? And what I make of it is six and a half years later, people are still trying to ban my live streams and run me off the internet for my small role in popularizing this way back when. And that to me is a red flag. That to me is part of the weirdness, right? So let's just read this. This was the post six years ago. Again, posted on Reddit. So not by me, by somebody else. I'm just going to start reading it. And if something sounds offensive or something sounds scary, again, not my words. We're just reading this post so that it's out there in the official record forever. And we're going to link to the post in the description of today's podcast so that you guys can read the text and share it as you want, uh, as you wish, you know. 
Let's not have this memory hold. This can never be disappeared. I don't want the only evidence of the scandal to be the stupid cover-up story. The stupid cover-up story is that some patsy shooter, some patsy shooter meant to harm the pizza shop, but thankfully a hero judge put him in prison and she scolded the other dangerous conspiracy theorists. And then this hero judge, for her bravery and sacrifice, she was given a Supreme Court seat. She's none other than Katanji Jackson, the D.C. judge, who basically covered up this whole scandal, was then given a Supreme Court seat by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Fact. It's not a partisan claim. I don't like Republicans. It's just that's literally what happened. All right, so here's the scandal. Fully sourced, excellent summary of Pizzagate evidence. We do not advocate vigilanteism and suspects are considered innocent until proven guilty. Do you lawyers out there hear that? Everybody I'm talking about is considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Disinformation warning. Beware of, quote, black propaganda, a tactic used to disrupt and discredit our investigation. Black propaganda involves statements or actions which are made to appear to come from one side of a conflict but actually come from the other side, like political ventriloquism. Disinformants or shills anonymously promote intentionally fake evidence and claims. I experienced this. All these posts popped up about me when I was live streaming about this years ago. All these posts popped up that I was actually linked to Soros and that I was a, quote, pedophile double agent, whatever that means. I still don't quite know what that means to this day. A pedophile double agent. But all this crazy stuff came out, making it seem like I was the one who was responsible for this sickness when I was just one of the reporters talking about it, trying to uncover it. So that part rings true. Uh, anyway, to continue reading, which can then be used to paint our central thesis as false. People familiar with debate can think of it as a, quote, straw man. This is not to say that legitimate researchers do not make mistakes, but to caution all readers that disinformants are actively attempting to disrupt this forum's efforts. However, all evidence included in this summary is directly verifiable through embedded links. Executive Summary and Explanation of Pizzagate Introduction This investigation was sparked by strange emails leaked from John Podesta's email account some of which make bizarre references to food. These references make sense when we discover they involve known pedophile code words like cheese pizza. The suspected use of, quote, pizza as a code word led us to investigate a pizza restaurant mentioned in one of Podesta's emails, namely Comet Pizza and Ping Pong, owned by an associate of the Podestas. We have found considerable evidence that Comet is a front for child sex trafficking. Now, of course, the restaurant no longer exists. Uh, let's see here. Exhibit A, evidence pertaining to Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Comet owner James Alephantis had a statue of Antonis as his Instagram profile picture. Antonis was the boy lover of a Roman emperor and is considered a symbol of pederasty to this day. On his, quote, Jimmy Comet Instagram account, Alephantis posted a picture of a baby calling her sexually promiscuous. He also posted another baby picture and made a clear pedophile reference. The, the brother of Jeffrey B. Smith, who commented on several of the suspected Instagram photos, 
referred to a friend as, quote, my favorite pedo. Aliphantus posted a photo of a child taped to a ping pong table. Again, this is the owner of that pizza restaurant. He posted a photo of a child taped to a ping pong table and a photo of a walk-in cooler, a walk-in cooler in his restaurant, to which he commented hashtag murder, hashtag murder, folks, and to which his friend Jeffrey B. Smith commented hashtag kill room, kill room. Aliphantus also posted a picture of Tony Podesta's sculpture, modeled after a Jeffrey Dahmer victim. Of course, Dahmer was the serial killer. Serial killer in Ohio. So, posted a picture of Podesta's sculpture modeled after a Dahmer victim, a picture of Satan, and a spirit-cooking queen herself, Marina Abrovic, in their washroom, Comet Pizza had a painting of a man playing ping-pong to which graffiti had been added to show him ejaculating on the table and wearing a satanic upside-down cross. Comet had paintings of children with their heads cut off and murals in the restaurant of heads cut off. Listed first on Comet's website under Friends of Comet is the band Heavy Breathing, which performed at Comet. Heavy Breathing leader, quote, Majestic Ape, that's the person's name, Majestic Ape, wears a ski mask and sunglasses, and uses a voice modulator, hiding his or her true identity. Majestic Ape joked about pedophile Jared Fogel and said, quote, we all have our preferences, he he he, bringing laughter from the audience. And in another video, Majestic Ape talks about killing a baby. So again, this is some weird, some weird star of a of rock band who hangs out at this pizza shop and makes jokes about killing children. Majestic Ape also referenced pedophilia in a caption on a music video. Heavy Breathing's website features art involving both children and sex. An employee of Comet Pizza posted many images portraying pizza in a sexualized way, further fueling our suspicion they are using, quote, pizza, as it is commonly used by pedophiles as a symbol and as a code word for sex with minors. And then it links, it links to another example. Please examine these symbols designated by the FBI as pedo symbols. And then it goes into some of the symbols. Exhibit B, evidence pertaining to John and Tony Podesta. John Podesta is the former chief of staff to President Bill Clinton and was the chair of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Tony Podesta runs the Podesta Group, a major lobbying firm. No longer exists, but again, this is a six-year-old post. The Podestas are associates of James Aliphantus, as detailed in Exhibit C. They are also good friends with known and admitted pedophile, former Republican Congressman Dennis Hastert. He was also Speaker of the House. John Podesta received an email suggesting that Hastert should vanish to an undisclosed Japanese island after the news of Hastert's pedophilia first broke. Now let's discuss the specific emails that led to our investigation of Comet. John Podesta received an email from Tamara Lozado saying that children of ages 11, 9, and 7 will be, quote, in the pool for further entertainment and stating that the children, quote, will definitely be in that pool. In another email, Podesta was told that he left behind a black-and-white handkerchief with a map that seems pizza-related. That was the exact quote from the real estate agent. The handkerchief has a map that seems pizza-related. 
a handkerchief with a pizza-related map, what the dot dot dot. It begins to make sense when we discover that handkerchiefs are sometimes used as code for sexual preferences, and victims of pedophilia express that it's collected as a souvenir after being placed under the victim. Black and white symbolize BDSM and domination and pedophilia, respectively. Furthermore, as discussed previously, pizza is a common code word for child sex abuse. The meaning of map here is unclear. In another suspiciously cryptic email, a friend complained that Podesta had changed, quote, strategies that have long been in place and remarked that Podesta sent him, quote, cheese instead of, quote, pasta, asking if Podesta thought that he would do better, quote, playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta. Why would Podesta regularly send this person pasta? Again, why would a billionaire in D.C., busy lobbyist who's friends with the Clintons and a billionaire, why would he be sending individual people packages of pasta? Why would there need to be a strategy long in place for doing so? And who plays dominoes on cheese or pasta? Quote, cheese is a known pedophile code word for little girls, whereas pasta is a known code word for little boys. Law enforcement was aware of this years ago. Quote, dominoes seems likely to be code for domination or BDSM especially given other evidence pertaining to the Podestas, as detailed below. Tony Podesta sent John Podesta an email titled Last Night Was Fun. The email ran simply, Still in the torture chamber. Still in the torture chamber, folks. He wasn't pulling a long night at the office. He was literally saying, I'm still in the torture chamber. <laughs> Incredible. Saying this to his family members, suspected satanic family members. Uh, all right, the post continues. One could argue this could have been a metaphor, but consider it in light of the fact that Tony Podesta collects artwork by Belanja Derjevic, which references or depicts extreme physical and sexual abuse of children. He also collects photos of naked teenagers, and he has a taste for art portraying cannibalism and murder, such as his prized headless arch of hysteria statue which seems to reproduce one of Jeffrey Dahmer's decapitated victims. There's that obsession with Dahmer again. John Podesta also likes artwork portraying cannibalism, so both brothers are into this genre of art, such as the piece hanging in his office, a piece about cannibalism, right in his office. It was always right in people's faces. And then we have Exhibit C, Aliphantus' connections to the Podestas and Clintons. James Aliphantus himself was deemed one of the 50 most powerful people of Washington, D.C. by GQ magazine. Just want to make sure we're still recording here. Okay. Uh, so he was one of the most powerful people in D.C., according to GQ. He was the romantic partner of David Brock. David Brock is the chief of media matters, a major instrument of the Democratic Party. Brock is also founder of Correct the Record, a super PAC that supported the Clinton campaign. James Aliphantus is seen with Tony Podesta here and here, so it provides some photos linking them together. An email from Aliphantus to Tony Podesta, which Tony Podesta forwarded to John Podesta, had an attached file which was an image of Hillary's logo with a pizza slice in it above a Comet logo. Aliphantus also made desserts for a Clinton campaign event. And then it says, notice another photo with Aliphantus and Tony Podesta together. 
and that Aliphantus visited the White House on at least five occasions. Per, uh, Clinton personally thanked Aliphantus for cooking at one of her fundraisers. Comet also received donations of over $20,000 from American Bridge 21st Century PAC, a primary funder of which is billionaire Clinton backer George Soros. And then it links to the donation, uh, donation data. Donations can be seen here, here, and here. So again, why are monstrous super PAC donations coming into a pizza shop? More than $20,000 each. All this, and yet Aliphantus claims he has never met Hillary Clinton. Was he ordered to distance himself from the Clintons after the scandal went viral? Incredible. I'm going to skip and skip forward a little bit because it's a long post. Exhibit E, media cover-up efforts. The same establishment elites who try to control politics also control the mainstream media. This includes Fox News. They do not want corruption of this magnitude to be exposed. As soon as word of Pizzagate went viral, the mainstream media began a cover-up campaign. They began denouncing the allegations as, quote, false, a hoax, and fake news without directly addressing any of the evidence. Prima facie, the media have no basis for labeling an ongoing investigation which is entirely rooted in real evidence as fake news. In fact, Pizzagate is not an allegation of a specific individual crime, e.g. the abuse of a specific child on a specific day and time. Rather, it's an investigation into the possibility of certain individuals being involved in certain kinds of criminal activity. Therefore, labeling Pizzagate false, hoax, or fake is patently absurd and dishonest especially considering the media's refusal to address the evidence directly. Reddit CEO Steve Huffman banned the Pizzagate research community from Reddit on totally bogus grounds, accusing us of engaging in a, quote, witch hunt, even though we only used publicly available information and never called for vigilantism or harassment of any kind. While we understand Reddit may have had legitimate reasons, uh, legitimate concerns of legal action, there is plenty of reason and evidence to believe the decision was politically motivated. Then you have bot accounts denying Pizzagate have been discovered on Twitter. Twitter has also been suspending users who discuss Pizzagate, and Facebook has plans to censor what it deems fake news. Of course, this all since happened. All these people were banned off of social media. And then Exhibit F, further supporting evidence and historical precedent. There was a 1994 Discovery Channel documentary that covered pedophilia rampant in our government, but it was banned and never aired. Isn't that wild? So Discovery Channel produced it, and then it never hit the airwaves about pedophiles in the U.S. government. Then the Washington Post reported that sex slavery is a big problem in Washington. Sex slavery, big problem. And then a leaked government email in which pizza is obviously a code word. Who all is in the Austin office today who is going to want pizza? We only have one slice, and we need to know how thinly to slice it. That was the quote over on WikiLeaks, that WikiLeaks email. We only have one slice, and we need to know how thinly to slice it. So millionaires, literal millionaires in the private intelligence community, need to share a single slice of pizza. They're that big on saving money. We need to know how thinly to slice your slice of pizza in the office, or I mean, after the office today. So basically, after work, we need to know how many people are going to share this one slice of pizza. 
incredible. And then you have the largest pedophile ring ever discovered was exposed by the FBI, coincidentally, after Anthony Weiner's laptop was taken. Another person deeply connected to all these creeps. And then you have another high-level pedophile ring was exposed in Norway. And you have the Belgium pedophile sex scandal and the older Jimmy Seville uh, pedophile scandal in the UK. So again, just a really thorough post by somebody six years ago. And we'll link to it in the description of today's show. You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.